episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on season three, episode number 46. Today's the sports edition to our song to our show. It's October 3rd. Andy, how are you? I am good. I am good. And you're should I should I ask uh, you know, about you know, your beloved Mets? Well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it in the show. Ooh, ouch. Well, the twins have three games left, and the only way they can finish in second place is if they sweep the White Sox. Anything less will be a third-place finish, much like you had predicted, I believe. Yes. And oh, you know, but they're recording that now. That's like kissing your sister. So just stay healthy. Don't yeah. get hurt. Just go from there. Luisa Rise, you know, has, has a several-point lead. Three, I think, thousands of a point he, he's up there. Now he's got this injury where they're kind of holding him out at the same time he's going to probably back into the batting champion as a champion but uh i'm sure he also wants to play but he's halfway hurt so we'll see if he plays he's not in the lineup tonight okay now speaking of twins i've got a trivia question yes let's hear it which major league baseball player set the record this week with the longest last name on the back of his jersey. A new record has been set for the length. We're talking long last names. Now, former Met number one, or former Met first round pick, um, Peter Crow Armstrong. It's not him because he hasn't been called up, but okay. I'm sure he will get the record when he gets called up. But And we, we see more of these hyphenated names yep. nowadays, even with some of the Gophers players in football. Yep. There's more of that. It's just so. fine. That's just a sign of the times. You know? it's, uh, it's not out of, the, out of the realm that we be may, yep. maybe seeing more of these records, but yep. this new one is almost quite comical when you see the image. But yep. uh, that's what I've got. We'll come back to that at the end of the uh, end of the show. But what have you got for updates in sports, Andy? Well, why don't you just give me on that, uh, my other screen, then we'll start going. All righty, here we go. All right, that's us right there. We will start with the Minnesota State High School Football League. Just a handful of scores here we'll cover. So some of our favorite teams in that. Winnie Mac loses a nine-man to, to uh, Kinson County Central, 43-6. New York Mills continues to dominate 20-donut, as we say, over Bagley. Wow. Ian Prairie beats Prior Lake. Um, battles some top five teams right there, 28-14. Luster Prairie wins their homecoming, 43-6 over Janesville. Uh, Mayor Luther with a 35-13 win. And your Nordic America, 35-24. Um, I don't know what on here, but Watertown, there's Watertown Mayor, 31-21 over Annandale. Jordan loses 22-21. And Wilmer over the Delano, 24-21. Interesting, interesting. Tight, tight games. Northern Sun Conference, home of the Beavers. Yes. And there we go. Beavers won 59-14 over Minot State. There's the other scores from the conference. Minnesota Why State. not Minot? Minot State. Why not Minot? Uh, Minnesota State. Mankato, as we used to call it. Over Concordia. UMD over Moorhead. Winona State. Sioux Falls, you marry in overtime, and Southwest Minnesota State are all winners. So here's the North Division. The Beavs 1-0, 3-2. So, like we said, just be patient. They'll come back. They're there. 3-2 lead the North Conference, and the South Conference is tight. 
5 and 0 for Sioux Falls, 4 and 1, 4 and 1. Upper Iowa's own five. Everybody else is either four and one or five and zero in that conference. So that's gonna be tough wow. in the South, right there. That's that's a tough one to be in down there. CCHA college hockey for the for the Beavs boys will be starting out with uh, games at home. Arizona State coming up here to to CS this weekend. Well, what's the uh, what's the RV? Remind the listeners here. That, that they means, may not know. They received votes. Usually, they rank the top twenty teams. So if you're at 21 through 25, instead of doing that, just put RV for received votes. That does not mean gotcha. Arizona State came up in an RV to Bemidji. Pretty sure they flew. But RV means received votes. You see it more in okay. hockey and football. Um, I don't know if basketball is going to use it much. They just kind of stick to their top 25 and go from there. The gals, WCHA for the Beavs. Uh, they took two from Linwood, like I said, uh, on our midweek show last week. 3-2 in overtime and then 6-3. Then they had number 10 Clarks that took it took it on the chin in the first game and then came back for a tie in the second one. So that's a good showing. You tied a, tied a top 10 team on their ice over in New York. Yeah. That's good showing for the girls there. Okay. And the girls hockey continues their schedule coming up this weekend at number two, Minnesota. So it gets only tougher mm-hmm. for them. That we've seen the Lady Gophers. Actually, sure they go by just the Gophers, not the Lady Gophers. The Gophers this weekend. Missouri Valley Football Conference. Here's the scores. There's the Bison winning their homecoming, 27-14. So Illinois over Illinois State. SDSU continues to win. Uh, North Dakota won. And Northern Iowa over Indiana State. There's our rankings. 2-0 in the conference for the Bison. 4-1 overall, just like South Dakota State. Now, South Dakota State's one non-conference loss was to Iowa earlier in the year, and, of course, the Bison to Arizona. So okay. So they, they lost to good schools. That's going to be a tight one until they, they play each other later. Summit League, that would be the other sports the Bison are in. Volleyball. Here's how they're doing in conference play so far for the Bison women. 3-0, 3-0, 3-2, 3-0, 3-0. They're good. Leading the conference 5-0. and uh, 12-5 and overall. South Dakota looks like it might be a competition for them because they're 14-2 overall, so they've played some good, good volleyball also. These are just the top four teams in the conference, not everybody. We're just going to kind of keep it high and top, top scores. Here we go. Big Ten, worst logo in college sports. Here's our football scores. Fair enough. Fair enough. Illinois over over Bucky Badger. I just want to say that again. Illinois over Wisconsin. Wow. Michigan over Iowa. Purdue over Minnesota. Ohio State. Oh, how I hate Ohio State. Beats Rutgers. Maryland, Penn State, and Nebraska winners. There's the East for the Big Ten. Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State on top. Probably going to be that way most of the year right there. We'll have to see how they all, they all fight each other out later on. Michigan State, some are probably saying the last few weeks could be the worst team in college football right now. And the West, mm. it's going to be a log jam up there. It's going to be a dogfight all year. Wisconsin 0-2, everybody else is 1-1. So let the fun begin. 
Yeah, I see the. Uh, are you are you going to bring up the rankings? The uh, AP? I do not have the AP rankings yet. No. Okay. Uh, you know, we what happened was Minnesota now dropped out, mm-hmm. so now they're receiving votes. They're out of the top twenty-five. They're an RV. Home game loss to Purdue on homecoming. Yep. Beautiful day, and at Huntington Bank Stadium, and they could, just could not do anything. No. Nope. Now the Gophers' defense, of course, is is one of the top in the nation. Yeah, but I, I just that. I know what with. Mo Ibrahim being out, is that that much of a blow that they don't have a rushing yeah. attack? Uh, last year, no matter who they plugged in there, did outstanding. We were two or three, four guys deep and all had big rushing performances yeah. for the Gophers. This year, they just came out flat, it appears, on Saturday. Is, is that right? Yeah, that's the way I saw it. It's like they forgot they had a game and they woke up that morning. Oh, crap, we got to play today. That's the way they seem to be playing to me. They that And that really... Uh, hurt, uh, I think, per, from a personal perspective, yeah. uh, for these guys moving on in the future, this is they came out so good, and now you lay an egg at home for homecoming yep. against Purdue. So, and Purdue threw a goal, and they barely lost those two games, so they were they needed to win that yeah. game. Now, they have a bye week, though, I think. Yes, so they're they have time to lift their wounds, as we say. Yes, let's cover a little go for volleyball. Took care of Iowa on Sunday, 3-1. With all the football stuff going on, you might have forgot they were playing volleyball there too. Now they go to Michigan to play. And here's how we're doing the volleyball standings. 4-0 for the couple top teams there, Purdue and Nebraska. Uh, we have lost to Purdue, so we can take credit for them being 4-0 there. Good team there. Wisconsin 3-1, all the Ghosts did beat Wisconsin last week, but conference record, there's 3-1, we're 2-2. Big, if you like women's volleyball, Big Ten volleyball, as you see these numbers, look how close they are. This is yeah. this is where it's at. You, you check, get a chance to check out the Gophers volleyball, even on Big Ten Network or going down there to watch. Well, well worth it. Hockey. The men took care of Linwood, 4-0 and 6-4. And they come up and they play Minnesota State coming up this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. Hopefully they could take both of those because it is here. The gals have got a couple exhibition wins. Manitoba, 13-0. Then over the weekend, they beat the Minnesota Whitecaps, which is our semi-pro, pro women's team that we have here, and they beat them 4-2. So that's pretty good. And like we said earlier, Bemidji State is going to be at Ritter this weekend. Baseball, according to D1.Baseball.com, the Gophers are ranked 93rd. Minnesota last reached the NCAA tournament back in 2018. They won 44 games and reached the Supers. But since that point, the Gophers have won 28 games and 19, six games in 21, and last year won 16 games. Or according to D1.Baseball, a whopping 16 games. But they're a young team. They're coming up. So hopefully we can get, uh, turn this thing around and, again, fun to watch go for baseball. Speaking of baseball, the elephant in the room, let's just get it over with here. There's the playoff picture as of this morning. My opinion, without, I'm not one to complain. The schedule is the schedule. It is what it is. I really hate saying this. I like to see Philadelphia win a lot this weekend and San Diego lose. 
because I don't want the Mets going coast to coast, back to back playoff series like that. Play Philly, then fly out to LA for a series. I see. I so, see. Not making excuses. That's not my style. You know that. But just if I had a choice. Speaking of the schedules, Seattle's only got a game and a half lead for that last spot. That's that's home field we're talking there, kids. Um, so Seattle, their schedules, Detroit's at Seattle. Um, so Seattle should be able to take care of business there and hold that lead. Tampa is at Boston. Now, Boston's out of it. They're fi- below 500. They're fighting for 500, and it's Boston. It's a division rivalry. So those aren't three easy wins for Tampa there. So that being said, see how that goes. The National League. Yes. Braves are at Miami, and as of the time we're speaking here, Miami is ahead. Mets are rained out playing a doubleheader tomorrow. And you look at that other game, I said Philly and San Diego. There's only one game lead there. Frisco's at San Diego, but again, there's division rivalry. Frisco's not going to lay down. And Philadelphia's at Houston. Houston's locked up the one seed in the American League. They just got to get their pitching rotation order for three games and stay healthy. Philly can take these three. Yeah. So we shall see how these all pan out over the weekend or throughout the week going into the weekend. Yeah, this is the final final, uh, final week of regular season yeah. baseball. We wrap up on Wednesday. NASCAR. Zoom, zoom, zoom. Here's a playoff standings with one race to go in the round of 12. Chase Elliott did win the other day at Talladega. Very exciting finish there. You see the points. Right now it looks like Austin Sidrick, William Bryan, Christopher Bell, and Alex Bauman are out. As you see, Chase Briscoe and Austin Sidrick are tied at but Briscoe has the advantage, so it should be a tight race. The next race is Sunday, October 9th, 2 p.m. Eastern. That's one for those of us here in Minnesota. The Bank of America 400. It's a road course race, so it's not just your basic oval circles. It's a road course race. 109 laps, okay. 252.88 miles. So it uh, should be fun to watch. If you like road racing, that's a little different there. Give it a shot. Some more sports notes. One-third of the college football season is over. Five Power 5 schools have committed to paying off fired head coaches. Wisconsin fired their head coach the other day. He's still going to get $16.4 million. Scott Frost from Nebraska was canned earlier this year. He's still banking 15. Uh, Jeff Collins, that's Jeff the old way, G-E-O-F-F, from Georgia Tech. Can still making eleven point three seven million. Dor Dorel from Colorado, who just got can this week, eight point seven million, and Herm Edwards from Arizona State, nine point four mil, sitting at home doing nothing. Well, I think it's ridiculous how much they pay these college coaches after a good season or two, or because of your name or something like that. Now you're stuck paying them sixteen million. In my book, if I'm paying a guy sixteen million, he's gonna sit there and look terrible and never get a job again if it's up to me. The Wisconsin, you're zero two. The conference, you make him sit there yeah. and do credit because now he's making $16 million. He'll probably be an analyst somewhere or get a job next year based on what he's done in the past, not this year. So I'd make him sit there and get a rotten rotten resume. That's up to me. You know. Well, like you say, it's combined what? $60 million, Over $60 million and just those five are going to be going yep. to pay 
these individuals who do not have uh, jobs. Uh, checks will keep counting the mail. their deals with Nike or if they had a wow. radio show deal or TV show deal or other endorsement deals. Here, I love this stat right here. I, I've seen so many people say this as I put this out there. Aaron Judge hitting 16 home runs means something. We hit 62. That mean, means something, too. But unless he hits 74, Barry Bonds is still the home run king. I don't care what Roger Maris Jr. says. Now, like we've said before, it's a steroid era, but the league was letting it it's go. So until the league, like we said before last week, are you going to take out all the pitching stats from the dead ball era then and say they don't count? Yeah, it's it, they're in a tough spot, but once again, yep. they allowed it, yep. and now we've got this. Now, uh, now is Roger Maris Jr. saying that the home run title, you know, the American League title? No, he's saying the home run title. By saying American League, if he's saying the home run, so you know, he's going and right McGuire after Bonds here yep. and Sosa. Uh, if Judge hits sixty-two, he's the home run champ. But, Yeah, that's a. Much, I wouldn't uh, advise that. He may not agree with it, but I don't think it's. You have as much stroke as I do, Roger Maris Jr. So, let's go through some of these stats in Major League Baseball. Like you said, there's Louie with his batting average lead. Um, and some of these other stats aren't really per se tight races. Just some numbers I wanted to bring up. But uh, so there you go. There's the top five there. Hits. Bo Bouchette's got a six six hit lead now. Granted. Toronto is set. If he sits and Abreu plays, he might get more hits this season. So we'll see how that turns out. Doubles again. Bo Bouchette tied with DJ Martinez. Uh, Ramirez is one behind, and a couple guys two behind that. So nice little race there for doubles. And some of you in fantasy baseball, where your stats go out more and more, this means something to you. Stolen bases. Oh, yeah. A couple guys tied at 34. Um, and, and here's the part that, that the reason I bring this up: the guy leading the league with three games to go, in my opinion, has only 34 stolen bases. I remember back in let's see, but we grew up with Ricky Henderson, Vince Coleman, Tim Raines, Otis Nixon. Where you know they were racing 100 all the time. Now here, 34 leads. The oh league. yes, but two guys, both from Baltimore, though. That's kind of the interesting part. That's why I wanted to bring that up. You guys tied for leader both at the Orioles. So, and look how they made a close run this year for the playoffs. They signed these two guys to keep going. Could be cool. Pitching wins Verlander at 17, and he's missed some games this year. And look at three of the top five, all Houston. You wonder why they were the quietly the number one seed all through. National League for Freddie Freeman. Just a few points ahead of Jeff McNeil of the Mets. Home runs. Softball player Kyle Schwaber. Built like a softball player. He's got a four home run lead on Pete, but you never know. Pete could get hot. Kyle doesn't. We'll see. A, guy, a boy can dream. Hits. Yes. They're uh, two guys for the Dodgers, one, two. Just another nice little stat to throw up there. Runs scored. Look, two guys from the Dodgers tied for first. And a guy from the Dodgers and tied for fourth. You wonder why they had the best record in the National League. And triples, 
Now, granted, I doubt there's a player or ever been a player that has a thing in their contract where if I lead the league in triples, I get a bonus. Not saying that, but there is two Mets players up there, and Nemo is tied for first, so we'll see what happens there. And in wins, Kyle Wright quietly gets 21 wins. Who'd have thunk it? And two Dodger guys up there, 16, 17. Wow. And all this talk of the Mets, geez, it's going to be Max Scherzer and DeGrom, and oh, maybe Cookie will make it. Your Bassett quietly gets 15 wins for the year. And in K's, there, players who are out of it are leading the league in K's, except for, you know, Nola there for Phillies and Morton for Atlanta. But Corbin Burns, he would be a great pickup free agent wise. Just saying. We partied with Tommy Kramer this weekend, Dan. Two minute Tommy. We were down at the Dodge House on yes. Lester Prairie. There's a picture of Tommy's ride on the way in. Of course, we blocked out the plate number because we're well, we didn't block out the that limo. There's a picture of the limo. There's me trying to break in the limo. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoops, whoops, whoops. Yes. Got there. There's the Randy Boss picture on there. Yep. Oh, yes. Uh, that's on sign the trunk. Tommy Kramer and Ed McDaniel. And there we are. There's four guys you don't want to meet in a bar. Perfect. You could have that night because we were all there. Yes. Tommy. To various small town bars in, um, he was in a place, I think in Wisconsin uh, on Saturday yep. night, but they'll do this within a, I think a 200 mile radius of the twin cities and go, go and do meet and greets in small town bars and sign autographs and hang out and tell stories. And, and that's what we attended out there in Lester Prairie. Good time. Free autographs uh, and time throwing his merchandise there. So was... Yes. Pretty yeah. loose atmosphere there. A pretty easy going time there with the former Vikings. Yes. Good times. If you get a chance to see Tommy Kramer, like I said, follow his website. Um, you see him out somewhere. It was nothing to get in. It was like just a rare night at the bar. But hey, you get a free autograph. You can buy merchandise and pay 10 bucks to get some of your own autograph or get something you bought autographed. They had a raffle. Newly appointed head intern Lisa won a jersey autographed, so good for her. Yeah, and uh, like a game type of a yep. game field jersey, uh, authentic kind of a deal. So uh, signature on that. Really nice uh, setup is what they've got going on. And and Tommy always brings another player with him usually, and this time it was Ed mm -hmm. McDaniel. So that was, yeah, that was uh, a last minute, last minute linebacker there too, yeah. Good times were had at that Dodge House. Thank you to Gary and all them out there for putting on a great show. That's all I got, sir. That's all I got. Do you have a uh, end ad? Do you have some town ball or senior ball? Well, I've got I got an update here with the uh, with the Florida tournament. You know, you know the Roy Hobbs tournament. They do that uh, every year. It's a four week tournament that takes place in Fort Myers, Florida. They do a similar one in Arizona for amateur baseball, uh, and because of the hurricane that went through. The just announced today the first two weeks have been outright canceled uh, for the baseball tournament down in Fort Myers this year. 
I was taking a team down there on that second week. Uh, we just notified the guys there that the first two weeks are canceled. They may end up canceling weeks three and four as well. They say the fields are playable down there because it's 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 inland. Yeah. It's in Fort Myers uh, proper, you know, the city. But many people stay and reside in the condos and the beaches uh, on the beach, uh, the hotels or in beach homes or villas or something. And it just got to be too much, and they're still doing – so many repairs and everything on the beach side. So they thought it best to cancel it. I'm, I'm guessing they'll probably do the same thing with the next couple of weeks, but that'll open up some time here, here with the local baseball guys to uh, uh, won't have that week down there. So, you know, never know. Maybe this fall baseball league uh, could extend out a couple of weeks. Yeah. We don't know how that'll shake out, but that's one thing. The Carlos Correa made some interesting comments, yeah. Andy. You know, the twins went out and signed him. He was a, uh, uh, a big ticket player for shortstops in the off season. And the twins paid big money for a record signing for the shortstop brought him on on a three-year deal. I repeat a three-year deal. We have him signed for three years. So what Carlos is trying to do here is trying to get a long-term deal with a team. He really likes Minnesota. He wants to stay here. He's pushing for this long-term deal. I don't know if it's seven, 10 years, whatever it is, but he's talking nonstop about this long-term deal. Well, uh, earlier in the season, there was some discussion and some you know, interest that was raised on social media and newspapers by why aren't the Twins talking to him? Why aren't they negotiating uh, some kind of a deal uh, with Carlos Correa? So we've seen this come up before, and I made a post about all these shenanigans on our Twitter page. We have to keep in mind, we signed him to a three-year deal. There is a three-year deal. I know it's not, not long-term, seven, ten years. Mm-hmm. Twins are not looking for that. We've got Royce Lewis coming up. We have Austin Martin mm-hmm. coming up. The Twins have zero need for Carlos Correa after that three-year period. Zero. So now he can opt out after year one or after year two or when the contract ends after year three. He can leave anytime he wants. He's making some comments and quotes in the media that if the Twins don't want to pay me, I'm going to walk. Bye. Well, well you, you already can walk. You can yeah. walk right now. You can walk next year. Uh, no one's no one's keeping you here. That's how you built the contract in with your agent. You're the one yep. that signed it. So yep. you have a deal. You are a twin. The twins have him for three years. I think what he's trying to do is to say, I want a long-term deal. And if not, you're not willing to sign it. Then I'm going to walk. And then it's going to be your fault that you didn't keep me. Well, I think the twins are saying that. that twins that's don't fine. want you 10 years. Walk. Walk, walk right now if you want. Uh, we're not never said we're here to sign you to a long term deal ever. He said, I don't want a team that I can date. I want a team that I can marry. I don't think the twins ever made that claim that they ever wanted to marry Carlos Correa. Is he good? Right. Yes. Is he expensive? Yes. And is he a game changer? You know, Otani. Mike Trout type of a guy? No, no, that's that's not the case. And he's already 27, 28 years old. So he's a good ball player. Yes. Uh, Twins management over the years have historically shown they're not going to pay big, big, big bucks to a long-term deal for a guy like him. They already paid big bucks and broke the bank to get him for three years. So well, and also- I think that he's probably going to, I think he's thinking that Royce Lewis is hurt. There's no one coming up next year to be the shortstop. The only option is him. And I, but I but I feel like this is the free agent talking. The free agent is sending bullet points 
to push Carlos Correa to say, and and Carlos is parroting those things in the media. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, we just have to remember as Twins fans not to listen to that. Twins management don't listen yeah. to that. This is they all shenanigans. Have. They're just trying to stoke the fire. We have him for three years. Uh, we got out the wallet to bring him here for three years in the first place. There's a lot of fans saying twins on, on Twitter. They're saying twins, open your wallet and get this guy here. We opened our wallet for Byron Buxton. Look where that's at. Yes, yes. So we, we have opened the wallet. We have made the big long-term deals. We have been able to do that. But a long-term deal for a shortstop, when all we've been doing is drafting shortstops for the last five, ten years to come up through the system, um, I think we're set there. Uh, we might even be too deep, but that's just my uh, soapbox uh, for the day. We have Carlos. We always had him, and we have him for three baseball seasons, period. If he wants to opt out, he can, but the Twins do not have to initiate any talks. They do not have to initiate any contract negotiations. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk Two and he keeps saying, and his agent, even in the middle of the season, we're waiting for the twins to come and talk to us. We're waiting for them to make that phone call to reach out and get Correa on board. End of story, he is on board. We have him, we have him yep. signed. Uh, no interest over three years to keep Correa ever. I think they'd be foolish if they ever did go down that road, but he is just trying to stir the pot. And so, we got to keep those things in mind when we hear these things that. Yeah, he's a great shortstop. That's why we got him. Three-year deal, that's perfect. And if he leaves during one of those, we've got guys coming up. But after three years, we're set with the low-end salary, I think, as, as guys coming up through our range um, that are going to be fairly easy Which to I pay think until they get into negotiations, of course. But Royce Lewis, as we saw when he was up already, hit 300 in a limited time with the Twins in the big leagues and can play defense and can hit for hit for power. He's got speed. Austin Martin finished double A this year. Uh, he's coming up uh, a number two or a number one prospect with the Toronto Blue Jays organization just a yep. few years ago, a top notch player. And he's a shortstop. So uh, we got some big sticks coming up now, Nick Gordon, who we have playing at second sparingly in the outfield also can play yep. short, can also play third or first or can DH came up as a shortstop nick gordon is a natural shortstop, shortstop. Yeah. so he's a natural shortstop uh very talented individual so i think that's it though now we got to bring it that we just say about about carlos is here's the deal here's the way they set they sign him yeah he could walk him during the off seasons that's fine i really think their twins plan was in three years in year three i should say unless we're in a pennant winning situation it's a cheap contract. He'd be a great trade bait. Or halfway through the year next year. If we're out of it, that's a cheap contract. You trade him to a contender who will sign him for a long term and he'll go there. So yeah. if he doesn't take his take his ball and go home in the offseason, I'd be very surprised if he finishes next if a year from now he's still in a twins uniform. Correct. And that's another option too. And and the rates that they did it at. Yep allows for that to to happen and we could get someone or some a couple of guys in return for him you know who yep. knows there's lots of options here but the the key word being 
Carlos and his agent have got to approach the twins first. There's no twins have nothing. There's no action item for the twins to do from the front office to talk, to reach out or negotiate anything. It's got to be Carlos has got to initiate the contact to say, I'd like to opt out. And then we can get the ball rolling. So far, he hasn't said that. But he keeps referring to the twins not wanting to reach out and contact him and talk about this. So he's bringing this up in the locker room. And I'm just here to say that's, that that is false. That's not the case. Uh, the Twins have no reason to talk to Carlos Correa. Uh, he has to got to come to him, come to the team first. So that's what's going on. Uh, twins have two, you know three games left, uh, two after tonight. They'll be done, wrapped up. We'll see Here's how things go. Here's some score updates for you as we speak. Braves lost 4 nothing to the Marlins. Uh, Seattle and Detroit, San Diego, San Francisco just getting underway. Phillies Bottom of five or had to one nothing over Houston. Now in the college AP rankings, I forgot to mention that Georgia was first yeah. last week. Georgia Bulldogs. And Alabama won and, and Georgia did, and then they flip-flopped due to points. Yeah. Very close race by points. But the the Crimson Tide are the new Roll number tide. one team in the nation right now. Georgia has dropped to two. Roll tide. Did you have uh, anything else? Well, we are on to the trivia to the answer trivia? now. So here's the trivia question. Which Major League Baseball player broke a record, a histor- historical record from longest last name in the Major Leagues in the back of his jersey? I think most of us here in the listening audience will know the answer to that. Twins prospect, top prospect is one of the top prospects. I think he's number six. Simeon Woods Richardson made his big league debut Sunday. And if you got a chance to see the back of his jersey, it's not a hyphen, but Woods Space Richardson, all one word, wraps around the back. The record was the record was fourteen. I think this is fifteen letters. New record, including the space. There's no hyphen, but it's a space between there. It's a sixteen character jersey length for a last name. They had to really strategically get that on there. It's a it's a sight to behold, but it is the Twins. It's now a major league record. He has a major league record. record. That's all we do is set records here in Minnesota with our players. And, and he is a starter, so we'll see him, I'm assuming, in the uh, starting in AAA next year for the Twins. Maybe breaking camp Maybe. with the team, but very high expectations. Uh, if he does start the season in AAA, I'd imagine he'd be a midseason call-up, and, and they'll give him a lot of starts. He's a big, strong yes. fella. He's a big kid. He'll be good. We got him in a one to watch. We got another. We got him in one of those trades too. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Jose Barrios or Nelson Cruz, but in return, when we ship these guys out, we always get someone uh, big uh, in return. It just takes a couple years to bring them up. But Simeon Woods Richardson, welcome to big leagues. We'll be talking about you uh, many times, I think, in the future on the show. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. See ya.